Hey guys, what's up? How you doing? Hope you're doing great. So, today, I have, uh, I have another Claws of Death. Uh, I have some more Claws of Death chapters, and I'm very excited to share them. It has been a while, like, feels like forever, but, uh, it's been a few months since I, re- since I recorded, uh, some of these, and so I'm very excited to share chapters 10 through 12 with you. 10. A noise. A noise. Something loud. Crashing. Banging. What was it? It was something and yelling. He knew exactly who it was. Father? Orzone yelled as he opened his eyes abruptly. Where's knowledge? I need to talk to her. I need to tell her that. Father, too. Slow down, son, Shotgun said. We know what we're doing. Just rest. He turned to Warzone's cot and at the other dragon. Sir, the dark lime green dragon said, you don't understand. I can't be a bodyguard. That's not what I'm asking. I just need you to watch him. I don't need a dragon sitter, Warzone growled. That's not what I... Shotgun growled back. I'm not asking much from either of you. I just need Warzone to stay away from every book claw you see. Then why do I need to be here, sir? The other dragon asked. Cutlass, you know my son doesn't listen to me, so I need him to listen to you. Where's inside? So they're going to have to follow me around everywhere, making sure uh, my every waking move follows your orders? Sir, Cutlass looked at Shotgun. I can't do that. No one listens to me. I don't even think he will either. You're staying with Warzone, and that's final! Shotgun growled at the two of them and walked out of the room. A week passed, and Cutlass and Warzone had gotten acquainted, but there was something nagging Cutlass. A question they were too scared to ask, but had enough confidence right then. Warzone, they finally asked. He looked away from the fire. Yes? I just- they shook their head. I have a a query, you, he said. How did you do it? How did you survive those shots? What do you mean? Warzone asked, tilting his head. Those shots you took to your wing. You shouldn't have been able to survive, yet you don't even have a scar. You're, uh, You're reacting too much. Aren't you just glad I'm alive? Yes, of course, sir, but don't call me sir, please. Oh, I apologize, Warzone. They smiled. Another week passed, and Warzone was fed up. I can't do this anymore, he shouted. Warzone, Cutlass asked, deeply concerned. Knowledge hasn't said a thing to me. She hasn't even tried to make contact. We could try to arrange a meeting, uh, a lunch with her. That, Warzone considered it. We can try. The day the two sent out a message to knowledge and hope she didn't come that night they seemed to it seemed like an eternity for a war zone he was simply staring out the window looking for a shimmer of gold or at least something that showed it was her finally the time for dinner came he looked out the window again to see if she was coming gold shimmers caught in his eye he knew it was her she stepped in through the door and Warzone took it in her appearance her eyes were tear-stricken but overall the same as always not sure where to look, she stared at the ground. Hi, Warzone, 
she whispered. Who's this? She asked, flicking her wing at Cutlass. I'm Cutlass. I've sworn to protect Warzone ever since he was attacked. That was my sister's fault, she yelled. She's hated him as long as I've known him. Really? Warzone asked, clearly offended. How could she hate this? He turned chicken's tail, his hips and wings, and making him look like a salsa dancer. Cutlass and Knowledge tried to stop with the laughs, but it failed tremendously. Now isn't the time for that. Knowledge lowered her voice so uh, so only Warzone could hear. I don't blame you, Warzone, for my father's death or anything, I mean. I, I remembered. She continued to whisper a lot, and he said it to stay there, to be with the Pearl. The rest, though, is a blur. My sister did it. She wiped my memory. I remember once that she said she was a wife claw. Nala shook her head. I'm so sorry for blaming you. She burst into tears, letting herself lean on Warzone. Oh, would you look at that? A female dragon's voice cooed. The couple's all together again. But isn't Warzone supposed to be dead? I've tried to kill him twice, but I guess the third time is in order. Like they say, third time is the charm. She stepped out of the shadows into light. Hello, sis. Parliament hissed. Then she cackled and she struck Warzone with a spear. 11. Everyone screamed, bracing for blood sprays, but nothing came. Parliament smiled, looking downright giddy, until she realized nothing had happened. The spear had bounced right off his scales. Warzone's eyes were like saucers, and it expected that at any moment the darkness would take him again. But nothing ever came. He didn't feel any pain. In fact, all he felt was a tickle, and a laugh escaped his lips. Cutlass was the first to react to any of this, in which their eyes in response was to tackle Parliament. She fell to the ground, eyes flaming now, opening her mouth to bite them with when Warzone jumped onto the two. He bit her wing, attempting to tear it, but he realized quickly that her wing was hard as stone. He looked at her, shock in his eyes. She smiled at him slyly. Yes, you're not the only one who got the blessing. At this, she rolled onto her stomach, covering both Warzone and Cutlass. She poured some vial of shimmering water on Warzone's forest green head. A scream was emitted just seconds later from him as the sounds of cracking and bones and popped-off scales uh, towered through the walls. Some, some dragon ran into the room, yet another spear raised, but when he attempted to strike Parliament, it bluntly bounced off her scales she turned on him, teeth thrashing, and quickly took him down until she, until he was nothing but a crippled body on the ground. She stepped on his corpse and walked over to the door, yelling something down the hall, something the other three couldn't make out. A green dragon rushed through the door, looking around for a moment when his eyes set on his prey. The other slimy green color as him that was lying on the ground, trying to get up. I always knew you were weak, Shakun snarled. Enfeebled, vulnerable, fragile, nothing like a war claw. He stepped on Warzone, nothing like your mother. He stepped on him again, nothing like me. And at this, he thrust his clawed foot at Warzone, and knowledge jumped between the two. She wobbled as she looked at Shotgun's stunned face. Weak, enfeebled, vulnerable, fragile, she shouted, taking one step forward. Him, 
making him take one step back, all mean the same thing. She pulled something out from her tail and thrust it down onto shotgun and Parliament says. The two tried to resist, grabbing at the bag, trying to throw it off, but quickly the two settled down. They fell to the floor with a thump. Shirley knocked out. All I want is to talk to the queen, Nola shouted at the guard. And all I'm telling you is she is not available at this time, he yelled back. So what, you want me to keep two murders sedated for who knows how long, she yelled at the unhelpful guard. I guess so, ma'am, he sighed. She glared at him. You are ever so helpful, she said sarcastically, smiling a fake smile and walked off. Knowledge, a voice called, where are you going? I was just told I couldn't meet with the queen, Seashell, she, she sighed. But I'm just as close, she smiled at her. That's why I need that potion, or or liquid, or, or, or vial, or whatever, knowledge heaved a sigh. We haven't ever given those out as long as my memory goes back, Seashell whispered. But my mother has shown me where we keep the waters. Well, can I get one? Knowledge almost shouted. Absolutely not. Shell shouted back. Knowledge looked at her confused. What do you mean, no? I thought you wanted to help. Do you know how hard it is to get those ingredients? Oh, you're such an expert on this all of a sudden. I thought you had never needed these potions in the past 18 years. Knowledge was starting to get upset. Wouldn't you like to know? At least I know more than you. You just found out your sister was immortal and now you think you know everything about immortality? I never said that. She had started to shout. I told you, you can't have the vial. So, you just want two murders to run around immortal? Well, sounds like you need to keep him, you need to keep them locked up. Ladies, a new voice joined them. Please stop shouting. The two paused. Now, I do agree. We should give her the vial, Princess Seashell. But, but mother, what help would it have? Parliament could still kill dragons. It doesn't change a thing, Seashell said. Yes, but at least we could have her locked up and she can rot in prison. She growled at something in the distance. Come with me, you two. The three walked down a long hallway in the palace when they came across a small pond-like area. It was large enough to where they could not jump across and deep enough that most dragons wouldn't be able to swim across. Queen Trench turned back to the girls. Now, knowledge, we'll need you to stay over here. Trench and Seashell crossed, crossed the lake and entered a gold-embroidered baby blue and cornflower blue door. A few minutes later, they were back with a clear, shimmery blue vial. They swam through the pool and popped it back up on Knowledge's side. The three nodded. Are you sure you want to do this? Seashell asked Knowledge. Knowledge looked at her, confused. Why wouldn't I? No one should be able to live forever to hurt more dragons. It's just... Shell sighed. It's just that... Well, you see, it's... It's your sister. It hurts the dragon you pour it on. Knowledge was not fazed by this at all. Of course I want to do this. Twelve. Oh, sister's come for a visit, has she? Parliament laughed. 
Funny, I wasn't expecting them to let you into my cage. She admired her claws. Afraid I might do this? She jumped up, growling at Knowledge, biting her teeth. She laughed again at Knowledge's reaction. Knowledge shook her wings loose. How did you become immortal? Wouldn't you like to know? She frowned at Knowledge's stone-cold facade. Someone stole the piece of it for us. Us? Knowledge frowned at the lack of information. Yes, us, and since I suppose I'll be here a while, I'll, well, I'll tell you who we are. She smiled. All we want is simple. Control. Control over the entire world. And how do you pursue that? We take what's ours. You see, we're all royals. Or most of us. We just slowly, ever so slowly, take so much power. You can't take it back. But of course, of course King Albatross had to join. We haven't been the same since... Oh, but do you want to know the funniest thing? Spew was part of our group. Oh, isn't that fun? She laughed. How did you get the piece of the pearl, though? Knowledge quizzed. Oh, that. That was simple. She smiled slightly. King Albatross attained it for us. When Shotgun captured him, we forced him to acquire part of the pearl for us as well. We just passed it around until we were mortal. She shrugged. Shotgun captured King Albatross? Why? You're quite inquisitive, but yes, we only needed him for the pearl, but he proved useful. We let him stay for longer, and eventually he was committed. Anything else I should know? I know you're going to make me mortal again. She smiled. Go ahead and do it. I don't mind. Makes life more enticing, does it not? This is all a game to you. We're all pawns in your game of chess. Side characters that die easily. Yes, and I'm the main villain, she yawned. Might as well do it now, or are you going to wake me up from my sleep by the bird? Oh, you really are just as evil. The next moment, water was splashed on Parliament's head, but instead of screaming, she smiled. She's up, people! A female yelled. She is up! Wh- what? She could barely form the word. In fact, she could barely lift her head, or her wings, or anything. Good, another male yelled across the room. Any longer, we might have eaten her. Magma sat up quickly. Really? No, a male called, at, called as the other voice called yes. No, we wouldn't, Ginger. What else are we supposed to do with a dead body, Ginger asked. The female sighed. That's all in your imagination. In reality, we have two alive and somewhat, well, healthy dragons in our presence. So, what is your name? Uh, Magma. Who are all of you? She answered. Well, I'm Anastasia, the female began. She had a dark brown curly hair the way, uh, way down her back and a golden brown skin. Her eyes a deep green. This is Ginger, she pointed to the red-headed person with pale skin and blue eyes. And over there's uh, Ray Wren. She lastly pointed to a tall boy with brown eyes, chocolate brown hair, and dark skin. Magwell looked around the cave for indication for where she might be. There were tables where the humans sat, lights every few feet. 
Every now and then, a new painting of dragons flying across the sky. Lastly, there's a hold to her right to light. To trees and grass and dirt, to other animals, rivers, oceans. To Princess Seashell. Magma became worried. How long has it been since we were here? A week, Anastasia shrugged. Not too long. We only found you after the cave fell. Milo, Magma looked at the other three humans worriedly. Do they think I'm dead? Ginger laughed. Considering the fact that some other dragons came looking for you but left sobbing? I guess, yeah. Yeah, they probably do think you're dead. Ginger! Rayran yelled. Why are you being so rude? I'm sorry, she thinks she can just eat all our food and then only think about herself. We've barely eaten it in the past two weeks because of the winter season. Ginger took a deep breath. And I'm sorry that we're trying to take care of you. They turned to Magma. When red dragons like you destroyed almost everything of ours. We had cars, roads, houses, parks, food. Now we're there. There's only us three left. They glared at Magma as the other two humans glared at Ginger. Magma looked out at the mouth of the cave. I'm sorry. If it was up to me, I would fix it. I would fix everything. Anastasia looked at the group. Are we going to get you back to the Dragon Island or not? I can fly back? Magma asked, hopefully. Rayburn began. No, I don't think you'll be able to fly for a while, but we have a boat. What? Magma eyed a large vessel. From its deck to its cabin. Is that? We're supposed to fly on that? Ginger rolled their eyes. You you ride on it across the sea. How long is that supposed to take? Magma groaned. Anastasia shrugged. Just one to two days. Days? Magma shouted. Yes, days. Ginger sighed. Can we get going now or are we going to keep wasting time? That night, Magma couldn't sleep. Instead, she looked up at the night sky, stars shimmering in the waters, illuminating the boat and sparkled on the humans' faces. Found was cuddling up on the front of the boat's railing, and the humans lay against her back. A blanket draped over them, warm in the cold air. She wished she could be with Seashell again. Anastasia stood at the front of the boat, a grin on her face. And now, she announced, after about twelve hours, we've arrived at the big dragon island. Magma breathed a sigh of relief. It's beautiful. I've never been so glad it, to see the underwater palace. M- Magma? A guard popped up his head from the water. Is that really you? Uh, yeah? Yes? She questioned. Follow me. The princess has been waiting for you. He dove under the water. She followed in af- after her and splashed to the glowing underwater palace. Magma's wing started to ache more and more and more as she swam farther and farther down. And then the world? It went 